Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masech, the Ksubos, Perak Dalit, Mishnah Vav, and Mishnah Zion. Our Mishnah begins and says, A father is not obligated in the support of his daughter during his lifetime. Once she dies, so then we have the right to collect money from the estate for her needs. We're talking about a girl over the age of six, when the assumption was back then that she was mature enough to find a way to make, uh, make do on her own. Below six children are always in the, uh, under the auspices of their father, and thus the father is obligated to support them. Okay, and how do we know this? So is that Darish? Then Midrash Darish will be Elizabeth Azariah derived this teaching in front of the sages in, in Karim Yavna, in um, not the actual Shiva now, but the Shiva is in the same location, my alma mater. Um, and how did he learn this? We actually learned it out of the, the text of the Ksuba. The Ksuba writes, Abadam Yerushuva Yizonu, that the uh, sons will inherit the the um, the sons of the wife will inherit their mother's Ksuba payment when she passes. And the daughters of the wife are supported. Again, so the difference is the sons get the money, the daughters get support. And since these obligations are, these obligations are mentioned together, we presume they're similar. Just as the sons do not inherit their mother's suba payment until after the father dies, and so too, father, the daughters do not receive support from their from their father until after his death. But while he's alive, they don't get support. He's not obligated to support them. Okay. Now, as we've been saying all along, the standard suba payment is 200 zuz for a virgin, 100 zuz for a non-virgin, for a bu'ula, otherwise known as a mana, by the way. A mana is 100 zuz. What if a person decides to leave that out of the ksuba? I know he wants to cheat his wife somehow. Not, not, not a great way to start a marriage. Low cost of love ksuba. If he does not write in the ksuba how much he owes her, psula go mana. So they still, notwithstanding the fact he didn't write it, a Basula still collects 200, and the Almana collects 100. Why? Because this is the requirement of Bezdin. So to, um, furthermore, on the same vein, let's say a guy wants, again, not such a, again, not a great way to, I don't recommend this, not a great way to start a marriage, but he decides he wants to give her less, or obligate himself in less than 200. So rather than saying, here's, uh, I'm obligating myself in 200 Zuz to you, he says, um, you get that field. Knowing full well the field, the field is only worth, you know, a mana, a hundred zuz. He says, oh, you get this field in the place of giving her 200 zuz. The low cost of law, and in the ksuba, he also leaves out all the properties I own are pledged to you for your ksuba. Meaning to say, we typically write, and you can recall, we say in the ksuba, we say, what we're essentially saying is, in, in the event that what I pledge to you is not sufficient to fulfill 200 zuz, well, uh, anything I own will then go towards that payment. And this guy leaves it out. Again, he wants to really get himself out. He wants to wiggle out of paying 200. So he goes, that's your field. And then he leaves out. And anything else I have, you have a lien on. Chayv, notwithstanding, he's still obligated to pay her the full amount. Shoot, not Bezdin, because this is the requirement, this is the decree of Bezdin, that whether he, de- he declares it or not, whether he pledges it or not, all his properties are, his wife has a lien in all his properties. I wish you all a wonderful day.